Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Crenshaw, Briggs, and VT. We want the touchdown. We not trying to go for three. And it's best if you get up out the street because them bulls out the pen and they about to stampede. And welcome to the Texans Fan Battle Podcast. I'm your host tonight, one of the Mason Trio Matthew Briggs, uh, our other fellow member, Crenshaw, is busy, but he will jump on midstream to give us his opinions. But right now with me, I got Mr. VT, the space legend. Say what's up to the folks. What's going on, guys? And guys, if you're a Houston Texan fan and you follow uh, Texans Twitter, you know this guy breaks some stories and has some uh, really good uh, articles. Say what's up to Mr. Patrick Storm from the Storm Report. What's happening? Not much, man. How do you enjoy the combine? Like it? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it. Um, I went back and watched some of the, I guess you can call it the highlights and the recaps and stuff like that. More of the, the talking points and stuff like that is where I, where I dive in on the combine. Um, but it was good, man. I like to, you know, sit back and look at the, the numbers afterwards. Um, the relative athletic scores, uh, how they stack up uh, percentile-wise and stuff like that against past competition and, and this year's competition. So, um, and of course, that, and, and measure that with game film, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and obviously everything on the on the field for the combine is there's no pads or anything like that. But it, you know, it's fun to watch for sure. Right. Yeah. Oh right, well, we'll get more into the combine, but before then, uh, let's talk some NFL news. Uh, Right now, a lot of uh, players are getting tagged, uh, including Lamar Jackson, which we'll kind of speak a little bit more. Daniel, jo- oh, well, Daniel Jones didn't get tagged, but um, no, a lot of other players. Pat, which one surprised you the most that got tagged, and who was your biggest surprise that didn't get tagged? I don't know if there was really a surprise on the tag. Um, you know, we knew there was a lot of speculation that Tony Pollard was going to get tagged. Um you know, Lamar Jackson, those are like the obvious ones. I think the, and really there wasn't a surprise of guys that didn't get tagged. Um, this year's free agent class is uh, very, very weak. Um, I feel like, and so seeing some of the guys that, that did get the tag or got deals done before the deadline, uh, it just, you know, all that made sense. I'm just very surprised at what Daniel Jones ended up getting. Uh, I, I feel like it's going to just screw up the market royally for right. quarterbacks. 
Well, I, I saw a crazy stat. I, I guess he's the highest paid player to ever come out of Duke. And when, and when you see the big names who came out of Duke basketball, um, that's kind of kind of surprising. But I, but if you look back at it, I guess it's not. I, I mean, a lot of them didn't pan out. But and that's all, all athletes overall? Really? Yes. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's what I said. That's a crazy, crazy stat. Because I have a friend who's a Texan fan. And uh, he's a big Daniel Jones fan because he's uh, a Duke uh, alumni. So it's crazy. Wouldn't believe it'd be Daniel Jones, you know, out of all the people. Right. Uh, you know, crazy. Carlos uh, Boozer, Kyrie Irving, like all those guys have come out of Duke. And you, now you got Daniel Jones. Wow, that's interesting, man. Right. You know, Grant Hill, like, you know, you thought it'd be somebody like that, but I guess mm-hmm. not. BC, I. I I see it to you. What's your thoughts on, on the uh, tagging? So on the tags, I think that um, the best person who actually got a tag that really is benefiting from it is Saquon. He actually, because of his injuries and stuff, he may, um, you know, he had a hard shot because of all the injuries. He had a great season, but I think the tag actually helps him out. Um, Josh Jacobs, I actually thought that they would kind of give him a contract because he had such an excellent season. So I'm surprised they just tagged him. Well, frankly, I would say if, if if there was a surprise, I would say that that could be the surprise. But um, but in terms of contracts, to tell you the truth, um, I actually thought they were going to end up tagging Daniel Jones, and instead, you know, they gave him that contract. So, you know, if you're really going to say what's the number one surprise, I'll say Daniel Jones, ninety-four million dollars guaranteed, hundred fifty million dollar contract. Um, but he is on a team-friendly deal, so it's only a $20 million cap hit, so it's not going to affect them necessarily for this year. But, yeah, surprising because, you know, you didn't know how much is really with Dayball and stuff, and um, and it's going to be interesting because if he has a down year, uh, it's going to be challenging to do, if they decide, what to, you know, what to do with him. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that's the main part you have to figure out, you know, what, what... – What's going to um, come of him, and, and if it's the system or not? Uh, well, moving on to two quarterbacks, uh, like we mentioned, you know, uh, Daniel Jones got paid. We also know that Geno Smith got paid, even though uh, Carol Pete Carroll came out and said that their possibility of them getting a quarterback at the fifth pick in the draft this year. With I mean, there's four great ones so far that we know of, um, Pat. Do you, do you think that was a good move by uh, the Seahawks to sign in Geno? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the, the way they structured the contract, especially, it's it's very front-loaded. Uh, if, you know, things don't work out, they can they can get out of it in a very short period of time. It's not something that they're going to be stuck with. Um, so it puts them in a position where if they do decide to draft a quarterback at five, then, you know, he sits for a year. Maybe they – they trade Gino or they let Gino walk or, you know, just it maybe shakes out like the Kansas city situation with Patrick Mahomes, you know, who knows? Uh, they put themselves in a, in a, a good, good situation there. Um, and I think they handled it very well. And it, it's good. I'm, I'm happy for Gino, honestly, after everything he's been through in his career and the way he played last year, I think he definitely deserves something like that. So. Yeah. Uh, BT real quick. What about you? What's your thoughts on it? Yeah. I mean, I think Gino got a good deal, but it's also not a crazy deal. Um, it's $75 million contract, uh, about 30 gu- guaranteed. So at the end of the day, I think most of that is upfront too. Um, if I, if I remember correctly. Right. So at the end of the day, it's not a, it's not a crazy contract, 
So them getting another quarterback at the fifth overall position won't be bad if you know, like if they if he's got to start in a year or so, right? And and Gina goes back to a backup position. Not the end of the world there. So overall, I think it worked out for both sides, Gino and Seattle. All right. Uh, well, and also news today, uh, Jets blew out owner, the GM, and offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett to, or I'm sorry, blew out Aaron Rodgers to uh, the owner's uh, Manson to meet with the GM and Nathaniel Hackett, uh, hopefully to get Derek Carr to the Jets. BT, I'll talk about you. Would that help the Jets, or is it time wasted? Um. With Aaron Rodgers, you never know what he's going to decide. Um, so, you know, it, it could really be a last-minute decision. There is just no way to know. But I think that he, I think he does want to play again. I don't think he wants to stay in Green Bay. So I think it really – I think the, the decision is whether he wants to – where does he want to be outside of Green Bay? And if, and if he can be a Jet, I think he'll be a Jet. But I don't think he's going back to Green Bay. We had reports saying that the Green Bay management wanted him gone. Um, and, and so at this point, I think it's just a matter of where will he go? And I think it's, I think there's a good shot that, that the jets grab him. The question really is what's the compensation going to be like? Cause he is 39 years old and you know that he's going to have this problem again next year, right? It, will he, won't, he, uh, will he, won't he come back? So you pretty much think that if you're playing, uh, if you're grabbing him, you're trying to go for a super bowl here. And what's that compensation for a year look like? Is it two firsts? Could you? I don't think so. You know, is it conditional? Uh, is it one single first? I mean, I really don't know what the compensation is going to look like for this. Okay, uh, I mean, he is the uh, the next Brett Favre, right? I'm mean, back and forth, back and forth. Pat, what's what's your thoughts on it? I think the situation just sucks for for Green Bay, right? They've they've been ready to move on um, for a few years now, and they moved heaven and earth to get a contract for him to keep him last year to make him happy. And, you know, things still didn't work out. Devontae Adams left. Um, they brought back Randall Cobb. Uh, you know, the, so many, the situ- whole situation just sucks for, for Green Bay. Um, I think uh, in the words of the great Levy Smith, sometimes divorce is a good thing. And this is going to be, this is going to be one of those ones where all, for all parties involved, it's going to be good that they go separate ways. You think that it will help if, if he does go to Jets? You think the Jets are instant? Yeah, I think I think the Jets, I don't know about instant contenders, but they're definitely going to be better. I mean, look who was that quarterback last year with them, Zach Wilson. Um, now you're bringing in a guy that's been in the Super Bowl, who's played in the playoffs multiple times, who's got, you know, just a ton of accolades, the experience, right. yeah, you know, right. um, and got some decent weapons out there uh, with Brees Hall and, and uh, a decent, you know, little core, so – you know who? Who knows? The Jets may uh, may shock some people if they land Aaron Rodgers, and uh, they may make a run at something. All right. Well, guys, uh, let's move on from NFL news and let's go to the combine. Uh, I still didn't fix it, but um, uh, I, I need to learn how to spell. But um, <laughs> a lot of measurements came in with the quarterbacks, uh, especially uh, Bryce Young came in. I think of five ten and eighth, and about a uh, roughly two hundred five pounds. Um, there's a lot of questions about his weight because a lot of people think he just put it on for the combine. Pat, I'll kick it off with you. Did that hurt his stock or did it keep it the same or did it help it? I don't think it moved the needle at all. I mean, I think most GMs kind of had an idea of where he was going to come in. 
And, uh, you know, seeing that he comes in at, what, 204, it, okay, cool. Uh, likely a lot of water weight, something to just kind of boost those numbers or whatever. And his actual playing weight will probably be in the 190s, the mid-190s. So uh, it, I don't think it affected anything one way or the other, really. Um, the one thing that did surprise me about him was the, the size of his hands. Um, quite large compared to you know, some other guys that are in the league. Nine and a half, right? Or, I'm nine and three quarters. Not, nine yeah. and three quarters, yeah. So he's got he's got bigger hands than a few of the guys that are in the league right now. Um, that may have surprised some people. And so, you know, depending on who the GM is or the front office, the scouts, whatever, they may uh, be a little more intrigued by that now. And now, VT, I know you are a anti-Bryce, everything. Uh, <laughs> burn the house down if he gets if we get him. Uh, what What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I actually agree with Pat here 100%. I don't think it changes the needle at all. Um, they knew that he was going to hit over 200 for the combine, as you do just to get those numbers up, right? And I agree that his his weight is going to his playing weight is going to be about 190 pounds. So I don't think it changed anything. He didn't throw, so it, you know we really couldn't see anything. The, you know he really didn't do much, but besides get measurements. So I do think though that Stroud. Um, I'm not didn't necessarily I would say move the needle a, a, a lot, but I think it kind of kept him consistently and showed that he can be up there because the thing about Stroud is that he didn't have to do anything either, right? He could have just been like Bryce and just get measured and set down, but he chose to throw and he succeeded. So I think that's why his stock rose, not because people thought, oh, he can throw. We knew that he was an accurate passer. We know that he's probably the most accurate passer in this draft class. So that's not why his his stock rose up. It's that he didn't have to do it, and he did it anyway. And then I have to talk about Richardson, right? Um, Richardson, 6'4", 244, my guy over here, 10 and a half um, in chance, um, you know, broke records with the broad jump, the 10-9, uh, Vertical jump that 40, 40 and a half. Like that, that's actually insane. Um, when he was running, he reached 20 over 23 miles an hour. I could go on and on. Um, the dude's an athletic freak and he threw and he threw well. Um, he did overthrow one or two dudes. Um, Stroud actually missed one as well, but, um, but I think that his stock obviously rose, you know, he went from being the, the fourth, quarterback in this draft class, uh, fourth quarter, yeah, fourth quarterback in this draft class to potentially number one, right? There are people mocking him at first overall now. So, you know, I think his stock definitely went up. Levis, uh, I know Leo's watching and I got to say, I know Levis is your dude, man, but I think his stock actually dropped a little bit because he wasn't throwing that great. Now he had the arm, he had the cannon, but his accuracy wasn't that great. He missed quite a few dudes and and I, and he obviously didn't run either. So I actually think his stock dropped a, a little bit. All right. All right, Pat, uh, real quick, before we move on to a little bit more of a combine and whatnot, um, who, if we take a quarterback at the second pick, who do you pick? Which, which one of these quarterbacks shocked and awed you? I don't think anybody shocked and awed me. Um, my, my stance has been my stance for – um, for months now, and I've always felt like CJ Stroud is the safer of, of the picks. Um, yeah, I look at what is the quarterback going to be? What is this pick going to do for you in five, six, eight, nine years? Right. right. Um, I don't want you don't want to be that, in the same spot we're at now. 
Exactly. Well, and yeah. it's not so much that, but I just my biggest fear with a guy like Bryce Young is I feel like we've seen the best of what Bryce Young is going to be already. I don't know if there's going to be much room like for improvement for him. I think we've already maybe kind of reached that ceiling for him. Whereas uh, a guy like CJ Stroud, even Will Levis, we're at their floor and there's room for a lot of growth. And that's what I want is I want somebody that in six, seven, eight years, we're going to be looking at the talent level of what, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, like that's what you want, right? That's the dream scenario. Maybe they don't get there, but if they can get there and make you a competitive team because their play has gotten better throughout the course of their career in a short period of time, that's what I want. Um, I don't want the, the guy that, shocked and awed everybody in college and then comes into the NFL and doesn't grow. So right. that, I feel like CJ Stroud is that guy. Um, a lot of people may not like it. Will Levis maybe depending on if, if he's there at 12, if they don't take a quarterback at two. Um, but that's, you know, yeah, I would, I would rather CJ Stroud out of all of them. Okay. All right. Well, uh, the combine to me was, I thought it was a, a showcase of athletics more than the years past. I think a lot of guys showed up and uh, did some some great things. Of course, everybody gets these uh, you know these hype combine warriors, and well, we gotta get them. We gotta get them. Um, Pat, man, I'll start with you. Which person uh, did the combine help stock rise, and which one did it hurt to you the most? Um, I feel like the tight end group really kind of showed out. Um, Washington specifically, I, I feel like. <laughs> You know, like we already knew he was kind of an athletic freak, but I feel like once he, he got on the field and did some things, uh, he, you know, he kind of helped himself a lot. Um, and so that's that that was my guy that I when going back and seeing the highlights and some of the stuff that he did, the one handed catch on the sideline that that's, that's what I look for, especially right. for this offense. What like what the Texans are going to be wanting, they're going to be wanting a tight end that's going to be able to come in and be a playmaker. Uh, and so I feel like that that's going to be somebody that they're going to need to target. Somebody that's going to be that athletic freak at tight end, kind of like and, and, and kind of like kind of like you, what you said too. You want uh, at the quarterback position, you want them to grow. And the same thing mm-hmm. with the tight end, you want. I mean, that Washington right there kind of checks every uh, box that you want, right? I mean, has a, a a pretty good floor, but a high ceiling. Yeah, and you know, help help grow with the quarterback. Absolutely. So, uh, who do you think it hurt the most? Uh, going to the combine. I don't know if anybody really got hurt. Uh, maybe some of the corners didn't, you know, perform speed wise. A lot of people thought, but uh, you know, there was still a lot of guys in that, in the cornerback class that did some really good things agility wise and speed wise that, that helped them. I don't know if anybody's stock really fell off because of the, the drills, at least not that I saw. Uh, I'm, I will, before I go to um, BT, I want to. We got this comment. Player of the combine, Andrew Voorhees. Yeah, that that injury was nasty, uh, and for him to put on a a cast and go out there and just break the record for best pressed in the cast. That's. I mean, I, I get it. It it's all, up, but man, that's still impressive. It is. Uh, yeah, yeah. That so shows the mentality. I, that shows the mentality that that kid has. Right. So that def- that helped him for yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. Ho- I mean, hopefully he falls where we can get him a later pick. I wouldn't mind him. But yeah, something he, like the fourth or fifth round, you know, stash him right. for a year, let him get healthy, rehab, and and you know, have him for he, the, the future. 
He was projected what second round, maybe late first. I think second. yeah, second yeah. round, depending on whose board you were looking at. Yeah, yeah. All right, VTI, kick off you. What, what do you think? Who who stocked Rose? Who fell? So I think um, you you got to talk about Nolan Smith. Um, his his stock rose because of his speed. Went four three nine. I mean, when the hell have you seen that? Um, you know, from a dude from his size, uh, I definitely think his his stock rose. Um, I agree with the comment on the screen. Boutte definitely did not have a great day. So I agree that his stock um, actually decreased. I say another dude that de- um, that increased his stock was David uh, Devon Achain. Uh, you know, he actually did great in the drills and had a 4-3-2. Um, but if I have to say overall who I think got stock got hurt the most, frankly, it's got to be Ringo. Uh, Ringo was going to be – I was looking at boards of him being the first corner off the board – um, in the top 10 or top 15, um, he did not have a great combine. He was missing catches. His, his ball skills really lacked, um, you know, uh, at the combine. I think that he could drop out of the first and into the second. Um, now, that could be a little overreaction right now because we're still a little high from the combine. But, you know, I, I do. I, there's a lot of people that were thinking that he was already overrated, that Christian Gonzalez – and, and Joey Porter were def, were over him, and Ringo was getting a lot of the love that really was unnecessary. So I, so if he was overrated, I can see him dropping into you know early ish uh, second round and and being kicked out of the first. All right, uh, now Joey Porter. I thought Joey Porter uh, is going to be a higher pick than what most uh, mock drafts have him. The guy I'm kind of going to late first. Uh, do you see? His after this combine, do you see his stock rising, drafting that? Yeah, I mean, we could definitely do. Uh, it's definitely possible. Um, he's got a couple of guys ahead of him. I feel like that are a little bit better that give you more of a, a complete package already. Uh, guys like Witherspoon, obviously, like he's going to be one of the better quarters in the, in this class. Um, he definitely helped himself. He probably climbed some boards for a couple teams. Um, teams that need a corner uh, that are going to be looking at that in the, in the first round. So I don't, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's tough. Those top three, top four guys, uh, it's, it's going to be tough to kind of stack those and, you know, just depending on what you're looking for schematically too. So. Well, thanks for showing up there, Chris. I really appreciate it, man. You know, late, but always here. Uh, I'll pick yeah. out a few, man. Whose stock do you think rose in the combine and whose fell? Um, well, Aaron Rodgers, I'm Aaron Rodgers, and <laughs> man, um, damn, AR 15 stock rose, um, you know, jumping, running. So people got him going over Will Levis. Some people have him going number one, which I highly doubt, and everything. And who stock fell? Hmm, I have no idea. I have no um, idea who stock fell. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of tough, you know, I, sometimes the combine really doesn't help you fall some but sometimes it does you never know well guys I, well, before, before we move on, i just want to say um yeah i was saying Ringo, but you brought up joey porter and now i'm seeing mocked at the fifth overall pick to um oh. the line so so he his stock looks like you know wherever he was um because on the mocks, I, i've seen him all over the place frankly Same. but more i'm seeing him go to the lions um and that's a possible uh not fifth sixth i guess they're the sixth overall but um but yeah, uh, I'm glad we brought up mocks. Before I move on, 
Pat, I know you, you have uh, posted some good mocks and talked about some good mocks. Aren't you getting drove crazy about these crazy fan mocks like us getting Devontae Adams for the 12th pick? And, <laughs> you know, uh, doesn't that drive you nuts? Or No, man, I, I, love, I love mock drafts for the fact that it – like the interaction that fans get to have, um, they get to show their opinion and their thought process on what they think is going to be good for the team. Um, of course, obviously there's going to be some wild ones, right? Like, you know, you can, some of the websites, I know pro football networks, theirs is very easy to manipulate when it comes to trading for things. So you can do some outrageous stuff that is just virtually impossible. Um, it's just a lot of fun. It doesn't drive me nuts. Uh, I love posting them and seeing the outrage from people that feel like (laughs) they have it nailed. Like they know what one through 31 is going to be already this year. And uh, they're like, you know, no way, no way he's there at 12. No way he's there at 33. No way, you know, it's uh, that, that's what drives me nuts. It's the people that feel like they, they haven't known. You can't can't have an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Your opinion is not valid. It's fun, man. It's gotta be, it's, it's strictly for fun. That's all it is. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, I like it too. Uh, it's you know something to get your mind off of things, especially this boring part of the season. Well, let's get into Texan news. But before we actually jump into Texans, um, one of the guys we talked about earlier, Lamar Jackson, getting franchise tag uh, exclusive tags, where if the Ravens do not match his offer, uh, the team has to send a first round pick and a second pick for Lamar. Pat, I kick it off to you. What's your thoughts? He's going to be a Texan or what? Man, I, I'm not against it, right? You know, the guy's an MVP. Um, he's he's an elite quarterback. He could easily become the best quarterback this franchise has ever had in a very short period of time. Uh, it just and depends only on 26, how. 26, you know. Yeah, he, so he's young. He's got a lot, a lot of time left in his career. Uh, the injuries are there, but, you know, it's it's the NFL. People get hurt. That's It's, it's going to happen, so. Not a big concern. It's just about the process of how it would would go if they were to kind of how I said they could, you know, manipulate it to where have the offer sheet signed after the draft to where they have to forfeit the 24 and 25 first round picks. Um, that's cool with me. Like, I'm OK with that. And you use two and 12 this year to add some weapons or, uh, you know, some core pieces to this to the team and, you know, shorten your rebuild. By going and getting Lamar Jackson, you shorten your rebuild window by a lot, right? Because you've got an established quarterback. You don't have to wait for that growth any longer. So, uh, people cry about the contract. It, it, the contract is what it is. We would have been in the same situation in two years if Deshaun was still here. So, what does what does it matter? You know, it just uh, it depends on how it would unfold. And also, I mean, if if we do draft one of these rookie quarterbacks, and in four or five years they play to the level that everybody hopes that they play. We're mm-hmm. going to be in the same same talking about that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh that but that's the bad thing about drafting a quarterback at 2 is you never know what's going to pan out. Yes, history changes, but history for number 2 pick quarterbacks is not very good. Nope. But I know. This guy's already proven. Get him get him a weapon at 12, at 33. You know what? Whatever the case is, I I'm kind of on board with it. I mean, the more I keep talking to myself, the the zone blocking I think would help him 
uh, grow as a passer, um, give him some weapons. He already has a better running back in Damian Pierce than he did. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Last couple seasons there in Baltimore. So, yeah, I- I'm for it. Crenshaw, what about you? What- what's your thoughts, man? Like um, like Pat said, MVP, 26. Why not? Um, Whatever he wants, we give it to him. I mean, because we we lost our franchise quarterback. We need to get one back. And right now, Cal is trying to get the fans on board. So this will definitely get the fans on board. The stadium will be sold out. My ticket value will be a lot more than what it's been the last couple of years. I know that. Because <laughs> my ticket value has been shitty. So, <laughs> yeah, they need to do that. Um, get get a right receiver. Actually get a tight end since Lamar loves his tight end. And um, let's go for it. You know, it shows that. They're not waiting two or three years. They're trying to win right now, and that gets me happy, you know. Especially so, in this trash-ass division. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's easily something we can do this year. We can win it. Exactly. You know? it, exactly. I know everybody's on Jacksonville right now, but, you know, Tennessee, they're going away. They Indy, lost a lot of people. Right? Yeah. Indy, who knows what they're going to do. I mean, they trade up to number one, and that's going to help them out. But I'm for it. Get, get Lamar. It's going to help the run game. Oh, my goodness. I Shit. I, I, I'd, be, I'd be ecstatic, man. I'd be ecstatic. You'd be like BT having Matt Schaub on the show, huh? Just having, <laughs> uh, but all right, BT, I know you got a couple of insider scoops on it, so what's your thoughts? Go ahead. Well, before I even get to that, I have to say, I think this is the first time all three of us have agreed, agreed on what on quarterback something. we want for the Houston Texans. Um, so uh, that's got to be something, all right? All right. Um, but yeah, so first of all, I just want to say, cause I have, there's a couple of people that I told to watch because I've been going back and forth with a lot of people that don't want Lamar Jackson. And to me, I, it, I'm trying to understand where they're coming from. I, it's very hard for me to understand why they wouldn't want Lamar Jackson. So I just want to hit on a couple of those things. So the first thing is that they think that he's just not a good quarterback. Now, first of all, he's a, he's a 2019 NFL MMP. Um, he was a passing leader. This whole thing that he's a running quarterback only, he can't pass, is really bullshit. Greg Roman put him in a box and didn't get him any receivers. And if he actually had a better scheme around him, a better OC, he would have done better. I, uh, Cruncher, I know that you're big on comebacks and stuff, right? So he had seven comebacks and 10 game-winning drives. To put this in perspective, Joe Burrow, who a lot of people are saying is a top two or three quarterback, has had five comebacks and seven game-winning drives. So, you know, we're talking that these are dudes that have pretty, almost the same amount of game, game time, right? Almost, because Lamar's, you know, Lamar's been hurt, um, uh, Burrow's been hurt, so it's pretty damn close. And you're talking that he has more game-winning drives and more comebacks than Joe Burrow, who they are saying is a top-three quarterback. So I want to throw that out there. Um, and then also, just in terms of cap space, so the way that a lot, a lot of these large contracts are particularly quarterbacks is that you're going to give the uh, a low base salary right 1.085 and then you're going to have a signing bonus and, and spread that out um like watson like so many others you you you'll probably end up being a 10 maybe 12 million dollars max 
with a cap hit for 2023. So when people say, how are we going to build in free agency? You're talking $12 million less than the projection of $65 million. So what? We're going to have a little less, uh, right around $50 million in cap space after we pay Lamar for 2023? That, that That's fine. Now let's talk about 2024. Obviously, there's no one on the book, so it's a huge number. It's $187 million. But once you pay Tunsil, once you pay Lamar, you pay you pay Howard, you realize there's no one else. We were literally paying two tackles and no one else. So if you throw Lamar into there and you talk about your projection of your rookies and, and your top 51, you're, ta- you're talking anywhere between 60 on, on the very low end and 80 on the high end if we don't sign any big-name free agents this year, right? If we're talking about more dudes like Quesenberry, we'll get to that later. But if we hire, if we're signing more dudes like Quesenberry and EJ Perry, you're not going to have uh, the the money that you that we're talking about um, to spend there. I mean, we're not going to have to pay them. So we're talking sixty to eighty million dollars in twenty twenty four if you sign Lamar. So that should get around the whole objection of we don't have money and that he's not a good quarterback. Now uh, I'll get to the quote-unquote inside information. So before I get to that, I thought that there was just some collusion, right? Why why the Falcons and, and all these teams saying that they don't want him? I jumped the gun, and I, and Dave, and I agree with David Mulligetta, co-tweeted him, saying he's this time he's, he's right. Um, it, it seemed very fishy why four teams said, I'm not including the Raiders because they, they reneged that and said they actually are still in the sweepstakes, Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. So four teams said they're out. Why? Well, I thought, yeah, there's something fishy. Seems like collusion. So I talked to um, an insider who happens to have some legal mind, um, and they said that it is not necessarily collusion. It is the fact that Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. And not having an agent means that what these teams will have to do is potentially go out there and do the work that, that the Ravens would have to do. So say if, for example... Uh, the Falcons wanted to sign Lamar. Well, they have to go out. They have to talk to him, not his agent. They go through it. They finally decide, okay, he wants $180 million guaranteed, um, blah, blah, blah. They figure that out. Now, all the Ravens will have to do is says, hey, Falcons, thank you for doing all the work. We're going to sign him now. Thank you for wasting your time. That is that is one thing. And the and Florio actually publicly like said, like that's what he thinks. The more inside information is that and it's not really inside information, but I can't use their name because I didn't ask if I could say this publicly. But they said that the, one of the bigger issues is that many times teams want to tell the agents some information about why they would need to structure a contract or not pay a certain amount. And you can't do that if you're talking to the player directly. So if they talk to Lamar directly, they can't say, hey, Lamar, the reason we can't give you 200 is because we're planning on doing this. We can't tell that to the entire NFL world. And so if you're okay with us giving you this X amount of money, we'll give that to you next year because of this. Now, you can tell that to an agent. And an agent many times will not even tell their client. You don't, there's a buffer there. Now, if you're going to tell Lamar, there's no buffer. So there's So that's the challenge. So I jumped the gun and thought it was collusion, but I don't think it is after what Florio said, after what I heard. I don't think it's collusion. I think it comes down to a mix of uh, Lamar not having an agent, a, a mix of Lamar not actually making this a priority last year. And and obviously the whole fact is that teams don't want to give guaranteed money if they don't have to. They got to put that in escrow right away, right? Uh, I don't think people realize that. If it's a guaranteed amount, if even it's over five years, it's guaranteed, boom, it's, it's going to escrow. 
And that's $200 million, say, that even though if you're a billionaire putting up $200 million, means a lot of times they don't have $200 million in cash. They have to either have a liquidity event, which means it's a taxable event, or they, or they have to somehow borrow against it. And there's rules about how much you can borrow for that. So right. it, it, it's not an easy thing of just saying, we'll, 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 you know, we'll do this, right? So teams don't like that guaranteed amount at, at the same time. So there's my 10 minutes bill. <laughs> almost there. Almost, almost 10 minutes. Well, <laughs> uh, be, before we move on a little bit, Pat, what, what's your thoughts about the whole Lamar contract situation? I mean, it, it like I said, it's going to be, it is going to be what it is, right? right. Um, they're going to, somebody's going to pay them. Somebody's going to have to pay them. The Texans are eventually going to have to pay a quarterback. Uh, so why not get it over with? Why not get the ball, you know, and put it in his hands now? Uh, and, and just, and like I said, shorten the, shorten the rebuild window. Uh, as far as the, the money and, you know, stuff like that, th- they've got it. They've got the money. They can do it. They've got, um, I know the Texans have not always been, and this is a, a phrase that I've, that I've used a few times. They're not a cash rich team. Okay. Um, and that's, those are the words coming straight from Texans cap. I talk to him all the time about, how this stuff works and try to get a better understanding of it. He's way better at it than I am. Uh, but if it comes down to it, they can make it happen. Teams will move heaven and earth to get a quarterback. Yeah, especially a franchise quarterback. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So if, if it came down to it and they had the opportunity, I think there's, there, there, there's no doubt that they would do it. So we got a fan question. Does Lamar fit what Slowick and D'Amico want to do? Quick yes, no, maybe so. 100 percent. Hell yeah. yeah. I think I, I think that was pretty easy, but you never know. Uh all right. Uh so I, I know, I know I, I keep taking over, but I have to say this real quick. The whole thing about a slow lick system or a Shanahan style system is that it fits every quarterback. There is no quarterback that it won't fit. That is actually why it works. When you have this West Coast system, um basically you could have anyone over there. That's one of the reasons why I want a slow lick over Cliff. Because with Cliff, for example, if you can't, if you don't have deep ball accuracy, if you can't throw over 40 um, yards, you're screwed, right? Yeah. With, with this type of system, you could have any quarterback there, whether it's Lamar, whether it's AR, whether it's Bryce, whether it's CJ, and you can be successful. Right. I, I had to get that out there. All right. All right. Well, in other news, we signed EJ Perry and re-signed um, Scott uh, Questenberry. Uh, I know VT hates the Questionberry move. Uh, I, I'll kick it off, Chris. What's your thoughts? I mean, it's nothing big. Yeah, um, nothing big by EJ Perry. I don't know who the hell that is. Um, I think it's like but, a four-string quarterback from the Jaguars or some shit like that. But, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I don't know who the hell that is. But um, Scott, um, I think that's just a count body. Um, his ass shouldn't be on the team this year. Uh, he sucks. So that's my take. Now I do like a take and well, at Perry, the wide receiver. I do like him, right, right, but right. you know that's some right. something else though. Yeah. Pat, what about you? What's your thoughts on this on the moves? I mean, they're gonna have to have ninety people in camp, so right. you know they're getting a jump on it right now. It's it's a very inexpensive quarterback to have in camp, a very inexpensive center to have in camp. Uh, we're gonna have there's gonna be twenty more of these moves over the next few months leading up until uh, June, July, and August. And, you know, people are going to bitch and complain about them because they're, oh, it's not, it's not Lamar Jackson. It's not Devontae Adams. It's not, you know, right. right. I mean, it's, 
it doesn't it, it is what it is. Right, I got you. All right, BT. Let's try to keep it under 10 minutes on this one. What's your thoughts I, on it? I, I will keep it short. So um, most people know, especially if you follow me on Twitter, know how much I, I dislike Scott Quesenberry. I've been bitching about him since last year. Um, and yes, I did freak out the minute that I saw it uh, because he sucks. He's the, he was literally the worst player on the Texans last year. And if you look at week to week, he was legit the worst center in the league. He got, he got his name changed. To, he changed his name to Davis Mills. <laughs> Davis Mills performed better than Scott Quesenberry. Um, and in fact, Scott Quesenberry was getting Davis Mills rocked. Now, I get that he's a backup, but the thing is, he was a backup last year and was forced to play, right? So I will say that you know who it is. I'm not going to say who it is that uh, messaged me and said, essentially said, calm the fuck down and, um, and said, the good news is that they know, because they're an insider, that we are talking to uh, a center for free agency and a defensive tackle so that I shouldn't get all worked up out of it. Apparently, Scott Quisenberry is a really great guy, too. So that was emphasized over and over again. I, just, I don't know the guy, so I have no clue. I just know that he sucks at being center. Um, but what I will say is, I, yeah, I shouldn't freak out because hopefully that we get one in free agency and we get one in the draft. To me, that would be ideal. Um, even if we get Boozman or we get um, Garrett Bradbury, you don't like Boozman. I just saw your face there. You don't like Boozman, Matt? Um, no, the, the comment that popped up, the Nick Martin comment. Um, <laughs> um, hey, can, we, can we pick neither? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a neither. But um, what I would say is ideal is you pick up a, a, a vet center, you pick up a rookie center in the draft, and then that would be perfect. That way you have two centers, and then Scott Quesenberry never has to see the field. And, and we're good to go. I um I thought last year you was happy about Scott once Justin Britt didn't, you know, get with the team. I, I wasn't happy with him. What I said was I thought Justin was a problem. I thought Jim Morsey, uh, Morsey, James Morsey was a problem. I thought I thought Scott Quizzy was a problem, but I was like, maybe he'll do better. But obviously he is trash. I mean, there's no way to no way else to say it. So um yeah, I did I didn't like uh Justin Britt, because I thought Justin Britt particularly in training camp, looked horrendous. Not just that he didn't look – he didn't look great in, in season, but in training camp, man, the videos that I was seeing, holy crap, was he looking really, really bad. Um, Scott Quesenberry apparently was worse. So I just – to me, I just don't know why you sign someone that's bad. I understand you need depth. I understand you need camp values. To me, I just don't get it. Like if a guy is performing that bad, what's the point? But, hey, I'm not the GM. I mean, you're like like Pat said earlier, we're going to have see a lot of these moves. A lot of fans are going to be like, are going to pull a VT and say, "What the fuck, you know? Like, what are you doing?" So, all right, guys. Well, we had some press conference of our offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Um, you know, um, Sloak said a lot of things about Bond and about uh, the, he wants his offense to be quick, uh, attack, and precise. Um, real quick, and uh, Pat, I'll start with you. What What was your takeaways from both uh, Matt Burke and Bobby Slowick? I like that we got to – there's more substance coming out of their mouths in the, you know, 20 minutes that they were up at the podium today than we've had over the last, I don't know, three years from right. the coordinators. Right. Um, I feel like there's – and I get it. It's It's the first press conference and stuff like that, so – Kind of take it with a grain of salt, but I like what they're what they're saying. Um, it, 
it sounds fun. It sounds exciting. Um, something we haven't, you know, I, I was a little excited for Pep Hamilton being the uh, offensive coordinator when it was first happening. Um, that quickly went away week right. two, week three throughout the season. Um, so now it's, you know, it's the, I think maybe the unknown of what these two guys are going to bring. Um, I know with, with Burke, he's got a history. He's been a defensive coordinator before and was seen kind of what the product that he puts out on the field is. Uh, but he wasn't coupled with D'Amico Ryans. He wasn't coupled with some of the, the other guys that are in on this defense, defensive staff uh, to get the ideas flowing and stuff like that and, and put a different scheme or attack on, on the field. So it's going to be – I'm excited for it. I, I really am. I felt like they they kind of – they kept the, the positivity and the excitement going from a few weeks ago when D'Amico was announced as the head coach. So – it, it's nice. It's it's better. All right, VT, what about you? What, what's your thoughts? So I think Slowlick um, really impressed me. I think that he had a lot to say. He showed his confidence. He also talked about the fact that Bill Lazor and Shane Day are going to help. Um, he was very specific about how they would help too, right? That Shane um, was going to help with the play calling. Um, so, you know, it's great that even though we have a first time OC, that we have someone that's experienced like, like Shane Day is there. He also talked about the fact that Nick and D'Amico were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Like that's something that we heard from CBS sports, um, uh, a day ago. And he actually brought up the fact that that is in play. Like that is something that we're thinking about. Um, so I, I, I liked that. Um, I think from Burke, however, I'm also I'm not the biggest fan of Burke. I actually think that the offensive staff is tremendous. I think we have an excellent offensive staff. I'm not exactly 100% happy with the defensive staff. Uh, I think Matt Burke was you know he has a, he was not a great DC, and he didn't really make himself look any better uh, to me. I think he looked not really competent. Um, but he did say he wants tough physical players, um, which I like. Um, he wants to have an identity that's fast, physical, and tough, so I like that. I just didn't think he came off as confident and, and you know, as tough as I want to see a DCB. All right. Kershaw, speak to me. What's your thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I, I like what B. Slow said, um, and I think if you get Lamar, it's just going to make it, you know, real, real good. But the thing that really stuck out to me that he finally said Davis Mills' name, and I didn't think the guy still was on the team. <laughs> right. So by him saying his name, I'm like, okay, he's still on the team, you know. And I'm like, VT, I'm not really excited about the defensive staff, uh, especially especially Matt. I'm, I mean, not you, Briggs, but the other Matt. Everybody gets <laughs> excited for me. So, you know. <laughs> nah, no, but, uh, but the other Matt, you know, from his previous stints, I don't really too much like him. But I, did, I do like he said, he's going to – Go with the front seven, you know, get that right, and everything else, is, you know, fall in line. But um, it's gonna be yeah. fun, and I can't wait. Sure. I, mean, I I can't wait for OTAs. Usually, I don't really care about OTAs, but I can't wait to OTAs. For for real, same same here. All right, well, guys, uh, we're almost to the point where we wrapped it up. But before we got something to ask, uh, Mister Patrick Storm. But before that, we got. This- All right, Pat. So we got the combine out of the way. Free agency is just right around the corner. Um, what is your hot take 
Let's say, let, what is your hot take of the draft? What, what do you think the Houston Texans do? What will be a surprise? I think they go defense with the number two pick. Ooh. I think they go defense with the number two pick. I don't think they take a quarterback. Wow. Um, that's just me. Uh, that, no, again, no. It's a hot take, right? Like, right. I, I right. feel like there's – and that's strictly based on what happens at one. I know – I I can say with almost 100% certainty, almost 100% certainty, that they're not trading up to one. Right. Um, Why would and you if the guy that they really want – I know Nick said that they typically at each pick they have a group of three or four guys – that they like, so that way they're not always, you know, they're, they're, there's not a panic if the guy they want gets taken. But I feel like if a guy that they had pegged as their number one person at two is gone, they go defense and they pivot and they go defense. Um, if they don't sign Lamar, but I think they go defense. Okay. All right, uh, BT, real quick, what's what's your hot take of the draft? My hot take is that we won't draft a quarterback because we will sign Lamar. Um, and, 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 and that at the 12th pick, we take defense. All right. All right. So what would they do with two then? Are you saying they would, they would have take to give one? up two okay. to get Lamar. So they would do it before the draft. Okay. Correct. All right. Chris. Well, I was going to say what VT just said. So I got to come up with another hot take. I say my hot, my hot take, they trade down from two, pick up extra first. Um, and still grab a quarterback and a wide receiver. I mean, VT just stole my whole hot take there. So <laughs> you can even say hot take, bro. Let's just... Yeah, I gotta make up something on the you fly. Know, this is the first time, literally the first time that we're this with this simpatico. We can share this hot take. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my... yeah, I, I like I like that hot take though very much. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, BT stole my hot take too. I, I think we get it done within uh, a couple weeks after free agency. Uh, so I'm gonna say Jalen Carter falls all the way to number twelve, Ooh. and the Texans pick him up. Pat, do you, do you, do you see that? You think we get Carter at twelve? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if the the. I feel like yeah. if more information was to come out in the next in the few the next coming weeks, then there's a possibility. Um, I don't know if the charges that were brought against him are enough to do that right now. But I could definitely see it happening. Um, I mean, look what happened with Tunsil in the, right. the weed picture, right? Like, the, or the gas right. mask. He slid way down. 13 or something. Way down like boards, right? So, like, it's one of those things that teams are going to uh, weigh things a lot differently. And uh, something like this, not only does it call into question um, his, his moral compass, but then, like, his character as a, a teammate, like, you know, we unfortunately, one of the victims was a teammate of his, and it didn't, you know, that didn't, uh, uh, maybe it did affect his judgment in, at the time. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that, you know, he put himself in that situation, and um, I don't know how, you know, teams are really going to right. weigh that. All right. All right, fellas. Well, this is a part of the show that we all hate, and it's the end. Uh, Pat, tell us where we can find you on social media and what great things you have cooking so that way we can look for it. Um, so Twitter is at PatrickStormHTX. Um, Instagram is TexanStormReport. That's that's all I've got right now. Um, but I've been working on 
a podcast for now the past three months. And my problem is that unless it's perfect, it's never going to come out. So until I can get it perfect, I, I won't put it out. But uh, I've got some – it's going to be more than just Texans content. It's going to be kind of like what you guys did here at the beginning with some NFL content and stuff like that. Um, I had a rock star of a guest lined up for episode one. And then due to, uh, I guess, conflict of interest from the outlet that he – is with right now they wouldn't let him come on so oh. i got shafted on that 24 hours before we were supposed to record so um but i've got some guys lined up that once they uh once they can you know find some free time they're they're willing to come on so it's gonna be some cool stuff um a lot of you know some of the same people y'all have had on um and then a lot of players from around the league so it's gonna be pretty fun Awesome. Well, we'll make sure we uh, keep an eye on it so we can we can watch it. BT, I kick it off for you. What do you got going on, brother? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter on Brown Chubby Bear. Um, you can find my last article on Texans Fan Battle. Um, it's about uh, Anthony Richard, Richardson. I talk a little bit about um, him in college, uh, university, uh, what the experience what, with Mullen. So I think it's a decent read. Um, so check out Texans Fan Battle. We do have a new website that we're working on. So um, you know, in the future, you might have me saying where to find my articles elsewhere, but for now, go to TexansFanBattle.com. All right. And Mr. Crenshaw, tell us um, what we got. You can find me at Fifth Ward Crenshaw, Twitter, Instagram, and um, hey. I, ain't got, I ain't got shit working. He, he, he's working on being on time. That's what he's working on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, brother. All right, and guys, um, this is the end of a legacy of season two uh, next week will be season three premiere. And we got a special awesome guest from uh, good morning uh, football NFL network. We got Mr. Jordan Palmer. So make sure y'all James Palmer. Yeah. James, Let's Palmer. Say James Palmer. Yeah. Man. James <laughs> Even Palmer. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, for some reason I keep, I got Jordan Palmer in my, I don't know why it, it happens, you know, I, I'm getting it out now, so that way when it comes on the show, <laughs> right. I, I don't look like an idiot. So, yeah, James Palmer, thanks for uh, – he might be late, but he, he's quick to, uh, quick to correct me because I appreciate that, brother. <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, but, yeah, make sure y'all tune in for a season three premiere with James Palmer. Uh, it's going to be some great stuff. Uh, and so then, guys, have a wonderful week. We're from Texas. So that mean that we Texans Breaking down the X's and O's Our profession No complaining Just training You see the progression They had a pro bowl For talk shows We get selected We gonna celebrate Every win like a birthday Ray J with the news First with all the updates Spin move on the competition Yeah we juking them You not really in touch If you not tuning in This is Crenshaw Briggs and VT We want the touchdown We not trying to go for three